Blessings and good morning. I'd like to thank you all for joining me here for worship and word and prayer on the second Sunday of Advent. And just as a couple of uh, announcements, we are still taking donations for our hat, scarves, mittens, and we are also still raising money to help those in need during this holiday season. With that, let us start with our opening and our lighting of our Advent candles. In days when God's people longed for peace, Isaiah declared comfort. O comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term. That her penalty is paid, that she has received from the Lord's hand, double for all her sins. We who gather together also seek comfort and peace. Yet we are unsatisfied with ideas of peace that tell us to keep quiet and go with the flow. We long for real peace, true peace, and just peace. We wait as people who yearn for peace that bears the fruit of community, equity, and flourishing for all. And we light these candles today as signs of God's shocking hope and just peace. May they be beacons calling us to repent and to live the good news of Jesus Christ as we wait and watch and labor for the day when all people can gather together to worship and glorify God. In Jesus' name, amen. And let us pray. Peace bringing God. Forgive us when we have hurt and destroyed instead of seeking peace. We ask that you bring peace into our thoughts, into our words, into our hearts and actions. Help us to pursue Advent peace each and every day. Amen. And amen. And our opening hymn is I Love You, Lord.
Let us pray. God of timeless grace, you fill us with joyful expectation, making us ready for the message that prepares the way. That with uprightness of heart and holy joy, we may eagerly await the kingdom of your Son, Jesus Christ, who reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen and amen. We turn now to the 378 in our red hymnal, The Light. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. God was in, was in the beginning. All things were made through them. And without them, nothing was made that was made. In them was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There was... Someone sent from God whose name was John. This person came for a witness, to bear witness to the light, that all through them might believe. They were not that light, but were sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which gives light to everyone who comes into the world. They were in the world and the world was made through them, and the world did not know them. They came to their own, and their own did not receive them. But as many as received them, to them they gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in their name. These were born not of blood, not of the will of flesh, not of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld their glory, the glory as of the only begotten of, the, of God, full of grace and of truth. We turn now to 752. I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God, my Savior. It is good to praise the Lord and make music to your name, O Most High, to proclaim your love in the morning and your faithfulness at night. For you make me glad by your deeds, O Lord. I sing for joy at the works of your hands. Praise the Lord. Praise, O servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Let the name of the Lord be both now and forevermore praised. Praise the name of the Lord. From the rising of the sun to the place where it sets, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Praise the name of the Lord. The Lord is exalted over all the nations, their glory above the heavens. Praise the name of the Lord. <clears throat> we turn now to our second hymn for today. 
he came down. turn to our affirmation of faith. In our affirmation, we are going to read from the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of a Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, crucified, dead, and buried, descended into Hades, the third day rose again from the dead, ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God, the Almighty. From thence they shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, forgiveness of sins, resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen and amen. Let us turn now into our Bibles. To Psalm 85, verses 1 to 2 and 8 to 13. Let us begin. Lord, you have been favorable to your land. You have brought back the captivity of Jacob. You have forgiven the iniquity of your people. You have covered all their sin. I will hear what God the Lord will speak. They will speak peace to their people and to their saints. But let them not turn back to Foley. Surely their salvation is near to those who fear them. That glory may dwell in our land. Mercy and truth have met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed. Truth shall spring out of the earth and righteousness shall look down from heaven. Yes, the Lord will give what is good and our land will yield its increase. Righteousness will go before them and shall make their footsteps our pathway. Here ends our reading in the gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. And we turn straight over to our first reading today. And our first reading comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 40, verses 1 to 11. Comfort, yes, comfort my people says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended and her iniquity is pardoned. For she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight, and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all the flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. The voice said, Cry out. And they said, What shall I cry? All flesh is grass. 
and all its loveliness is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades, because the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass, the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever, O Zion. You who bring good tidings, get up into the high mountain, O Jerusalem. You who bring good tidings, lift up your voice with strength, lift it up. Be not afraid, say the city to the cities of Judah. Behold your God. Behold the Lord God shall come with a strong hand, and their arm shall rule for him. Behold their servants. Their reward is with them, and their work before them. They will feed their flocks like a shepherd. They will gather the lambs with their arms and carry them in their bosom and gently lead those who are with young. Here ends our first reading for today. Thanks be to God. We're turning back to our blue hymnal to 122. The Advent of Our Lord. Who shall come in the fullness of time to gladden the hearts of men? Who shall bring new joy to the world and the poor and lonely defend? Who shall come on a cold winter's night when the world is hushed and still, only the silent stars keep watch as a promise is fulfilled. Just as a child newly born, they shall come to the stable rough with sod. To gentle Jesus, the Prince of Priests, peace, the Blessed One of God. We wait and await them with reverent hearts. O oh, come, Lord Jesus come. Our next hymn is O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And cause us in her ways to 
Amen and amen. Let us pray. God of hope, you have raised up John the baptizer and her and a herald who calls us to conversion. As we joyfully await the glorious coming of Christ, we pray to you for the needs of the church and of the world. Lord, we come to you today and we lift up our siblings in our LGBTQIA plus community. We lift up our siblings in Palestine, in Ukraine, and all over the world. Those who are quite literally facing genocides. Lord, we look to you as the giver of peace that you might come and put an end to all the war, all this hatred in this world, that you would calm the minds of those who have been misguided, misguided of your creation. Open the eyes and the hearts and the ears of those who need to know the truths, Lord. We lift up our sisters, struggling with cancer, battling during this holiday season just to stay alive. Lord, we look to you in their time of need that you would lay your healing hands down upon them and those who are truly sick. We lift up our siblings battling things of the unseen through mental health. And Lord, we look to you that you would keep them in your grasp and in your mercy and help guide and strengthen them in their lives. And we ask that you hear our humble prayer that we may serve you in holiness and faith and give a voice to your presence among us until the day of the coming of Jesus Christ himself, who lives and reigns forever and ever within us and in this world. Amen and amen. We turn to 689. Fellowship. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. The life was made manifest, and we saw it and testify to it and proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the God and was made manifest to us that which we have seen and heard, we proclaim also to you, so that you may have fellowship with us and fellowship with God and with Jesus Christ. And we are writing this, that our joy may be complete. This is the message we have heard from God and proclaim to you that God is light and in God is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with God, while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not live according to the truth. But if we walk in the light, as God is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. 
If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just, and will forgive those sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make them a liar, and their words are not in us. Let us open our Bibles once again to our second reading for today, which comes from 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 8 through 15. Let us begin. But beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning their promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to the repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness? Look for the hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt and fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to their promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found by them in peace, without spot and blameless. And consider that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation, as also our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given to him, has written to you. Here ends our second reading. Thanks be to God. <clears throat> Siblings, may you join me in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, leading us not to temptation, but delivering us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us continue in prayer, siblings. Almighty God, we enter this season from a chaotic world filled with violence, division, and injustice. We hear your prophet Isaiah promising comfort, then John the Baptist calling us to construction projects. We are reminded we are called to prepare the way, to be the designers of peace, the builders of justice, the producers of kindness. As we bring our tithes and offerings to you, we pray that our giving continues to point to the Christ who comes in love and compassion. May our giving in this season reflect our hope for the promised kingdom to reign in our world. We pray in the name of the Messiah, Jesus, our Savior. Amen. And amen. And this brings me to our gospel reading for today. And our gospel comes from the gospel of Mark again. In the gospel of Mark, we are looking at chapter 1, verses 1 to 8. Let us begin. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. 
as it is written in the prophets. Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make their paths straight. John came baptizing in the wilderness and preaching of baptism, of repentance, for the remission of sins. Then all the land of Judea and those from Jerusalem went out to him and were all baptized by him in the Jordan River, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair and with a leather belt around their waist and ate locusts and honey and preached, saying, There comes one after me who is mightier than I, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to stoop down and loose. I indeed baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Here ends our reading from the Gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to Christ. And thanks be to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns and died for us. And as we get to our message here today, siblings, a message about peace. Continuing through our Advent in preparing ourselves, may we look at ways that we can be beacons of peace in this world. We have seen in many, many formats the chaoticness within this world. We have longed, as we began today, longing for that real peace, that true peace, that just peace. And we continued on in that opening as we lit our candles, talking about the peace that we're yearning for bears fruit for things such as community, equity, and flourishing for all. And now there's many that would sit there today and hear those words of equity and question and say, Pastor, that sounds like a very woke agenda that we want equity for all. No, what real peace means is that all have enough. What real peace means is that I don't covet what my neighbor has over what I have. That I find peace within my bounds and my means. And that I become a beacon of that peace into the world through my actions as well as my words. That instead of spreading the fire and pouring that gasoline on it. I am looking for the fire extinguisher to put it out. We are living in a time in a world where there are multiple wars going on and where just this week we had two mass shootings within our own country. And yet when you hear pedestrians on the news, they are baffled on the fact that, or I am baffled on the fact that their response to this tragedy, this loss of innocent life was, well, it's not a matter of if anymore, it's a matter of when the next one's going to happen. And when statistically we look at numbers of 630 shootings thus far this year, out of 340 days. We have to look at the fact of what is driving these causes. And how can we make peace? As someone who comes to the table to enlighten, to educate, and to spread that peace, that hope to others. It is hard to keep that inner peace 
when all of the world tells you otherwise. When we have multiple genocides taking place around the world at the same time, when we have multiple wars taking place at the same time, how do we focus on keeping peace in our inner peace? How do we focus on educating so that these tragedies can stop? How do we get to a point of peace where we no longer have a justification where 1,500 justifies 13,000 or 15,000 or whatever the number might be? How do we get to these points? How do we put politics aside? And all of us look to the fact that within our religions and within our faiths, there is a common goal and a common ground in all is that love, that light, that peace, that hope, that kindness. Whether it's through Advent, through Hanukkah, through Kwanzaa, through Yule, Whatever it might be, there is that common goal. But yet we f always focus on the differences. We always focus on the have-nots. We always focus on the coveting of our neighbor and what they have compared to us. And we forget the teachings of which Christ has given us. We forget the principles of which Christ showed us in their life with us. And as I sit here this morning, coming to you all, I struggle sometimes to grasp into my own inner peace in these times. And it's not because of social media, but it does play a point because eventually we have to put the device down and we have to stop listening as a way of self-care. But what about the people who are living in torment every day and they don't have a way to escape? How do they find peace? For many, they go right back to their faith and their teachings, and their teachings teach them to be humble, teach them to be caring. Their teachings don't teach them hatred and acts of war. But yet every time we hear of a war, we sit there and see one side or the other saying, let our God bless us for this. And that's not what it's about. Those wars are all taking place under ego in many cases, or one side trying to take out another. One side overbearingly trying to take over rule and dictatorship over another. And as we think about peace this holiday season, we need to think about finding our inner peace first. For some of us, that might look like exercise, meditation. In fact, I would recommend today that you all find at least a common place to go, a quiet place to go, familiar to you. And maybe not put music on unless you really need to, but kind of just be in the moment. Allow your thoughts to radiate, but also work through them to calm your inner self and to bring your inner self back to a place of peace. For my dear siblings of Christ, may you find that inner peace within Christ and Christ's teachings. May you pick up your Bibles and read through the scripture in the gospel of the Lord's teachings to us. How we are to embark into this world, how we are to take place within this world. And ultimately, may you find that hope and that truth to be that beacon of peace. You see, it's how we react to things. Now, I have a 
friend online and more like a brother. We've stood hand in hand fighting for the rights of marginalized communities. We have stood hand in hand at Congress. And I say this because they will face comments of hate to get that reaction out of them and yet they face it in their reply with peace and grace. They use that reply that they would give as a way of educating that maybe even if that individual who made that hateful comment does not educate, someone else might see that and go, hey, you know what? Maybe I'm wrong. But their inner peace is at a strong enough point that they can sit there and humbly be a voice of peace in a world. And I don't want to blame the whole world that it's full of hate and bigotry and disaster and darkness. But there is enough of it out there that as we allow it to continue, and we allow it to be in the forefront, that that is what we see. It is sad that in a world that is so heavily populated by religions that claim peace, religions that claim hope and light and love, that it's those same religions that are teaching falsely how to hate on others. It is those same religions that are teaching, which are creating these situations for genocides to happen. We need to focus on that peace. We need to focus on what our teachings were from our Lord Jesus Christ. In today's gospel, we see John, the baptizer, coming before, knowing that he is not the one, but coming and saying, I baptize you in the Jordan. And people coming from Judea and Jerusalem to repent for their sinful ways. Repent for the coveting of what their neighbor had and so much more. As we sit here today focusing on peace, we can't find that inner peace within ourselves in our lives. If we still keep going, we wish we had what they had. And that goes in the matter of war too. If we didn't have dictators sitting there saying, we wish we had their land, we could do so much with it. Wouldn't be wars. If we sat there and humbly sat there and said, let's work together. Let's come to the table in peace. Let's break bread and let's go forth together, benefiting all, creating equity for all. There wouldn't be the me versus you mentality that we see nowadays. There wouldn't be the person that when someone says, Black lives matter, trans lives matter, that goes, all lives matter. Yeah, that's right, but they're not oppressed. The white person is not oppressed in many cases. But when we say black lives matter, it's to put emphasis on the fact that even now, still today, black individuals are oppressed because of a system that was made to do so. We see now in our country and other places, trans lives in jeopardy of harm and death because of uneducated laws being placed, because of fear-mongering to get votes. And instead of coming to the table and realizing that this has been part of life for years, for generations, We continue to stay listening to the speaker and not educating. We continue to look for that hate, that fear, that anger response, instead of looking for peace and comfort. 
And as long as we stay divided, there will never be peace. It's time that all lay down their arms, that all humble themselves, and it's time for all to find peace. If Advent season in the Christian community is not the staple for us to re-examine ourselves and how we produce and proceed through our lives, then what is? And if Advent is just an excuse for you to claim that you are a good person, and as soon as January 1st hits, you're going to go back to doing what you said you wouldn't, or, heck, when Monday morning hits, you're going to go back to doing what you said you weren't Sunday during church. Then you're missing the point. Advent is supposed to be a way for us to examine ourselves and prepare as architects for the coming of Christ. But that means preparing ourselves to bring Christ forth into this world. Showing the true power of the peace that Christ can bring. So as we wrap things up today, siblings, I look to you and I ask, are you going to be the beacon of peace? Or are you just going to be someone who says it and causes more divide and hate? Because until we break those walls, until we break those stigmas, until we break through that hate and divide, there will never be peace as Christ intended. Siblings, please join me in our final hymn, Angels from the Realms of Glory. from the exile of our sin with the good news of restoration you build a highway through the wilderness you come to us and bring us home comfort us with the expectation of your saving power made known to us 
in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen and amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. And may the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Siblings, go in peace. Amen and amen. Are you looking for some Christian-based apparel to wear? Masks, hoodies, shirts, possibly women's leggings? Then look no further than checking out our Teespring store at teespring.com backslash stores backslash worship dash without dash walls. It's all custom designed from us here at Worship Without Walls. Again, that is teespring.com backslash stores backslash worship dash without dash walls. Hope you find something you like for you or your loved ones. Have a blessed day.